0: Yo, what's good? It's your girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rose, And we are the Grits. How we doing? How we feeling?
1: I'm stressed out. Child. I got anxiety. Like, oh, I got this vendor event. And it's it, like, I ain't trying to put people on blast, but I don't have a car here in New York City. And yeah, people, a lot of people be like, oh, you don't need a car in New York. And yada, That's yada, yada. That's what people say. But child, I do these vendor events. I need a car. So I got an Uber to this event. And these people did not even tell me where I'm going to be like, standing, like where my booth is going to be set up. I have no idea. And I got all this heavy stuff that I got put in the Uber. And then my homeboy that you met, Drea G., I've been like, he's been nowhere to be seen.
0: I know he's going through things probably financially, but sir, answer my calls. I need help. You know, adults, it's so hard. Everybody be busy living their lives, doing their things. So sometimes, you know, we just got to meet people where they at, but I know you need help for the event. So I'm going to try you let me know, sis. I got not you. Not a morning person. You're not even a damn morning person.
1: It would have been nice having him because he like six, seven, and shit. Right. You need a man actually yeah. to help. This nigga been ghosting shit. Well, well he, he was a good friend all these years, but this for some reason I don't know what is going on. Like for the past couple of months, he's just been like disappearing and shit. What if he got a new baby on the way? Child. He got like five baby mamas.
0: So I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's number six. It's summertime, honey. I don't know. I can't, I can't call it, but you know, that's a, that's a lot going on. If he does, then I guess i understand if that's the case. Well, the listeners here what's going on in your world, but before we get into it, let's do a check-in. So roll call, shout out to all our fellow grits across the state's whether you're in ATL, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, Tennessee, or Texas, shout out to all the Grits across the globe.
1: You just missing Georgia, girl. They like, where are we at? Where
0: I shout out? You know what? You right. I just be saying ATL, like Savannah ain't in there. Like Augusta. a whole, <laughs> right. Decatur, my bad. Y'all right. You, you, you show sure right. Shout out to the Grits though. And you know what? This week, You know, I know you got your your vendor tales going on and just difficulties. I'm getting my little seminar together right now, you know, uh, for my financial literacy. So I definitely know about the struggles of trying to coordinate in New York City with no car. Aside from that, the week has been all right. Yeah, we had a good time recently and we had so much a good time. I think that, you know, I may give me a little give me a little lineup of the white guys I feel like when we went out recently they was feeling Mm, me yes I don't know Dr. Umar may have something to say about that I don't know you know they say love who loves you right I don't know how do you point right at this point so how you feeling the uh the little white boy on your roster child we're gonna see he's a new yorker so interesting we'll we'll see how progressive he feels progressive that's the key you said
1: interesting that that sounds like it's a bad thing i don't want people call me interesting no he's
0: actually he seems cool you know but everybody be seeming cool off the rip but no he's he's actually cool he seems pretty progressive he has a diverse group of friends met him outside while festivities were in full swing here. So gentleman, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Yeah. So after a couple of more dates,
1: we need some OT. We need to see, you know, the difference between him and other New York men that you have dated, I guess, in the future. So I guess right. stay tuned, child.
0: Yeah, we're going we gonna to see see how it pans out, how he acts. Because if he start acting like the rest of them, well, we'll have to see. All right. So this is going to bring us to this week's pour up or, you know, how Southerners do it, where we gotta give, critique, bring people in front of the congregation with a bless your heart. And so this week, we're Toasting it up and pouring it up to a couple of things. Tasha, what are we uh pouring up to? I guess
1: number one, we're gonna give a shout out to all the chairs out there and the and that it's been holding down the black households and the black churches Mm. and the black functions for years. So shout out to Alabama. So recently we just saw, you know, it was a a fight go on. A a melee two two different groups. It was a, a black security guard, he got attacked. By a group of white people, and then you know our black brothers and sisters—they all saw that and said, "Hold up, you're not going to just attack this black man. We gonna we gonna have his back." And I, it was a beautiful thing seeing us all unite in the behalf of ass whooping these KKK people because I heard they were saying some racial slurs to him as well.
0: So well, it looks like they fucked around and found out. And yeah, that's all all I will say about. It. Well, no, I'm gonna add some more to that. Yeah. And did you see, like, all of them, like, the fallout? They they found the little white girl that Mm. that got in a kick and got in, you know, a spitting uh, or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got them all. Hey, that that lets you know when we band together and create a mighty fist, it opens up a whole lot of whip ass on a whole bunch of uh, unfortunate people. So that's what happened.
1: Yeah, I saw they was uh, doing shares everywhere. I saw just recently in Detroit. It was this racist guy. He, I saw the video where he was attacking a black man and he ran towards this black man. Wap, and then the black wap, man wap. was, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> like, it was like WWE
0: up in this bitch. Like, he, he kept coming forward too. So, hey, wap. play with us if you want to. Okay? Fuck around, find out. Okay, number two. Oh, so number
1: two, I'm going to give a shout out. This August is Black Business Month. So all the people that own different, you know, Black-owned businesses, me and Drea out here, we're business owners. So make sure y'all
0: go and support y'all local Black-owned businesses. Right. What business? Do you have currently? You have several businesses, Tasha. Oh, that people child. can patron.
1: Um, yeah. So right now my I have two. I have Tits and Giggles, which is more my social media platform of body positivity. And then for my actual merchandise, it's shopfruitcups.com.
0: Dope. So you can check out her pages and see what you know Tasha has. And I myself, Drea G, I have an insurance and financial services business. And so those that are interested in learning about ways that they can protect. Their families accumulate wealth, preserve wealth, things like that. So education. So shout out to all the black businesses this month. So make sure that we are supporting and advocating our black business owners. Number three, you know what? I gotta shout out to Yogatti. And Yogati and Angela. I was a little bit skeptical of it at first, and only because Angela was not checking for him originally, but she saw him boss up. And you know, she like, you know what? I haven't had the best luck. Maybe I I go after somebody that wants me. And you know what? I feel like for women, sometimes when you make men chase you, it could be a bad thing. They say because, you know, they could now get you and now they dog you out. You know, we saw him in an interview recently. She called, he picked up the phone, you know, just and even though it just was just those simple things, it was, it was a bare like, minimum, girls the bare minimum. It was the
1: bare minimum. It's like, damn, and females, us females going crazy over this shit. I'm like, but no, it's he, not even that serious. It was
0: a beautiful thing, but, but I'm like, damn. But to be fair, he was at work. And sometimes like when I'm at work, I'm not, you know, just picking up the phone all the time. I uh, For someone it just depends and so I just I shout out to him because I feel like we don't praise just unions Mm. enough you know and people are people we don't know how it's going to end for them or what it will look like for them in the future but shout out to him because you know it's not a lot of rappers or men in hip-hop that are real like strong proponents of women or the relationship and black love it was beautiful thing for sure okay number four i'm shouting out to my girl our fellow grits sierra like you know they got a baby factory over there like oh she's yeah. she working on baby four they beautiful you know they you know she flexible girl so you know she putting it in on him girl i mean yes i i've met sierra in real life like she is like a tall woman too and like she is like model-esque and I'm just like, I know she's like very strong too, but I'm like, damn, she got a strong ass constitution. I'm like four babies mm. and he, he did say he wanted seven, you know, they joked about it and she was like laughing it off. Like, but it seems like he may get his wish. I want them to have a little girl. It's
1: cute. Cause they got a, they got the two little boys, you know, and then they got one little girl. So it's, it's like, they got both. So it's beautiful
0: yeah so shout out to them um I think that they're again nobody's perfect and we know we all know that what we see on Instagram and on uh, you know just media it's not always true uh, or accurate but shout out to them because I feel like they're doing a really dope job
1: but also with that I feel like you know I'm not a single mother but for I feel like she's very inspiring For single mothers out there who they may feel like oh I don't know if I'm gonna meet somebody else they may have had a trifling baby daddy that did them dirty or whatever and then like it's just very beautiful to see that she met someone who's also of you know I don't know what type of spirituality all our listeners are but you know just for Sierra in particular you know someone that matches her you know Christian beliefs and stuff like that it's just like a beautiful union like I actually I know we're going on you know I'm going on a rant but it's in terms of Sierra, I have a friend from college who was a single parent, just like Sierra. She had a bad baby daddy. And I remember during homecoming, I would stay with her and she was like, I met somebody. And I don't know about him, but I just told him that if he really wants something serious, then like, he just going to have to like, tell me straight up. I'm not looking to play any games, yada, yada, yada. Literally three months later, this man proposed to her. She literally Mm -hmm. met him less than like a year, proposed to her. Now she's married and they have a baby on the way. Mm, It's it's, it's love out there for all of you single mothers. So shout out to all the single mothers working hard
0: and providing for their kids. You have love out there somewhere. Shout out to them. And number five, I'm going to pull it up to this. Wayne Brady. He has been uh, in entertainment for for what? Probably two decades. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he is coming out as pansexual. All right. Uh, you know, so uh, toast it up to him at this big grown age of being able to finally be in his truth. And it's interesting because I know that probably for years, the black community may have always questioned, you know, what he had going on. And so I never did. I
1: always thought he just liked white women. I didn't know that he was a pansexual. I never saw this coming. I didn't
0: think he just said like me as a black woman. And well, a pansexual, they say that you can be attracted to, it's not uh, a gender per se. You could be trans. You could be a black woman. You could be a a white man. Just who you connect with. Mm -mm, I feel like it's white people. Girl, I don't know.
1: Until I see him with somebody that's black.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will be a white man, you know, and maybe he can finally make that choice for him himself. So shout out to him for walking in his truth. All right. So now this is going to bring us up to the bless your heart. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't have the good without, you know, some of the bad of the week and true Southern fashion. We're going to bless your heart to a couple of people this week. Tasha, what's going on?
1: Okay, so the number one, I'm gonna bless my heart to Tory Lanez and Iggy. So, you know, just recently Tory Lanez got sentenced to 10 years in prison, rightfully so. I wish it was more because if somebody shot me, I wish they would get the max sentence, but that's that's me or whatever.
0: Um, but recently, if it was your foot, you would want them to. I don't give a fuck, you shot me. Shit, you need to go to jail. You minister society at that I ain't, point. I ain't
1: that saved yet. You know, I love the Lord, but you know, forgiveness—I'm still learning how to forgive. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say. This is how he did uh Megan. First of all, Megan was quiet. She didn't say nothing. Like she was going to let this shit slide because he probably right. was drunk as fuck. But he's he going to try to mock her and make jokes and shit and call her out for sleeping
0: with him and all she this She tried shit. to let sleeping dogs lie. She yeah, did. Nigga,
1: like he got what he deserved. His bitch ass. But you know, his little short bitch ass. But also Iggy. So Iggy, you know, I don't know the listeners know I'm I'm very pro-black. So Iggy came in the game from Australia. T.I. signed her. So she switched her accent up into a Southern accent. And I know that's not her accent because I know tons of people from Australia. My One of my last bosses was Australian. So she did that to sell records, right? For someone that is a culture vulture off of black culture and utilizes our like language and accents and all that stuff. For her not to support a black woman after she was abused by a rapper, it's kind of crazy. I understand that you friends with this man, but at the same time, he shot somebody. If one of my homeboys went to prison for shooting somebody, I ain't writing him no motherfucking letter because I support black women, period. Uh, and like i'm like she's a lame and that's how it shows that you know not everybody's for us these people they use us to sell records mm. to get on to get famous but they really don't support us so fuck her too period all right oh.
0: and what's number two girl <laughs>
1: number two summer walker child uh i don't I, we were talking about this last week girl so summer walker i love her first of all i love some summer walker I love her personality I love the fact that she's a little quirky you know mm-hmm. I don't like her performances because I saw her in Philadelphia uh last year and she was
0: terrible she got anxiety girl I don't, she go got anxiety. don't be
1: on stage don't waste my damn dollars okay I'm spending this money to see your
0: ass But well, she was she- throwing ass at a strip club recently so if she ain't you know I know shyness and anxiety they're two different things
1: that bitch i don't know shit i don't I, I mean i think she's a beautiful girl i think she's talented. i love her music but yeah. girl i'm not gonna bash her from having three baby daddies i do not like to bash black she only men. has two baby daddies so What the fuck she got three fucking kids and well she a, got twins <laughs> oh okay whatever but this little young little dude meach i've been watching bmf you know i didn't know this little boy before bmf mm-hmm but her going back and forth with this boy is annoying. A like, girl,
0: what? she didn't even have that much energy for the baby daddy of the twins that she just let go. She was like, me and Larry split. It was what it was. It didn't work out. I got my two twins. But she going back and forth online for me. My mama told
1: me, like, one thing. Like, if a man don't want you or he do you dirty or whatever, just let it go. Just don't, don't entertain the man. Just let shit go. Maybe because she young. How old is she? Like, 28, 20-something? Yeah, she definitely like 27, maybe. Maybe because she's young, maybe that's why she um being yeah. very immature, going back and forth with this lame ass dude. He looks short to me, to be quite honest. He don't even look all that to be going back and forth. And did, I heard he, he don't be putting deodorant on child, and you going right. back and forth? I don't he, even know how to put deodorant
0: on. He may not put deodorant on, but maybe he, he got uh a good D game. I mean, did you see the last episode? Of BMF last season. That was AI Child. I heard that was (laughs) him. I'm sure it wasn't, <laughs> but, um, but if that was, I, I
1: mean, now ain't, we that much, can, ain't that much dick in the world for me to be arguing with somebody on the internet child and, and I'm what, gonna give her a pass though. I'm gonna give her this pass. Cause she, I, she's a black woman. And I support my little young. You know little black
0: girl. No, you put her on this list for a reason. Mm-hmm. So summer come down to the, to the front of the church because you do need to hear it because she is quick to shout. Hey, yeah, I, I'm, I do feel good about myself. You know, I got three kids, I'm 27, I'm rich. And those are all great things. But yeah, she literally just, her baby's not even one. The boys are not even one years old just yet. So, you know. So from your standpoint, because you know, we was
1: talking about this. Are you
0: okay with her dating with a kid that is less than one? child don't get me started we you you want to give her a pass I like her music I like her artistry but there are some things that in it just that don't jive with me I think she's maybe rushing it a little bit you know what I'm saying different strokes for different folks but I will say that she is young she has had three children in a period of you know under five years and you know just we as women Uh, we got a lot of changes that go on with our bodies when we do have children and things like that. So I just think that she may need to let some things just kind of chemically just kind of level out and balance out and just continue to focus on her flourishing, thriving career. I think that's what she should be doing. All right. And This, bless your heart, this last one is going out to Key Glock. Key Glock, Twitter fingers. Like when men have breakups with women, he was dating this, uh, this influencer. I want to say her name is Karen. Um, I don't follow her, but she has a lot of fans. She has a lot of followers and I'm guessing that they decided to split ways. And he was online just saying, uh, F this fake godly chick, sending her back to the streets. You know, just very disrespectful. And it's just like the opposite of a G. Like, right. <laughs> <block>. <laughs> it's just the opposite of being a G. Like, because real G's, like, they don't move like that. Real men don't move like that. They don't go to social media running to discredit a woman. They don't run to social media to to discredit anyone. So, yeah, like we've just got to stop with all the sucker shit. Very corny. Very Very. corny. So bless your heart, baby. Get right. You know, look in your heart, you know, figure out, reconcile what you need to do. All of everyone that made this list this week. All right. So this is actually going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off topic of the week. And you know, this is a topic where we give our opinions just kind of based on our own experiences or, and this week it's actually going to be around celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Yes. Yeah. You know, we are in the the mecca of hip hop where it started. We got to experience one of the block parties that kicked off last week. So we just want to be able to give the listeners a little bit of our experience and just kind of reflect on these last 50 years of hip hop together. All right. So we're currently celebrating 50 years of hip hop. So according to amny.com, hip-hop, a musical genre, culture, and movement was born at a block party in the Bronx, Soundview neighborhood on August 11, 1973. It was at that time that DJ Cool Herc showcased a DJ technique using breaks. That would be the origin of hip-hop. So 50 years later, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue is still the historical site of the long-revered place known as the birthplace of hip-hop. Okay, so yeah, and so and even this week to kind of culminate that they're doing some they're doing performances everywhere. Right, it's going to be extending out throughout the year. But uh, on Friday, August eleventh, the Yankee Stadium, they also they hosted a milestone event honoring stars from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens. All the way to current, you know, people like Run DMC, Nas, Lauren Hill, Lil Wayne, Lil Kim, all appear to celebrate. Just bringing this momentous occasion because it's it's fifty years, man. Man, that's so dope, girl. That's that's amazing. You know, black people so creative, so creative, and I mean, hip hop is just one of the genres that we created and had a hand in. Let's not, you know, rock and roll, you know, everything. Yeah, everything. You know, we influence everything. So speaking of that, when did you first fall in love with hip-hop? Not to be corny or on some brown sugar shit. This is some... I know, girl, we ain't dating for no brown sugar type of shit. I ain't, I'm, I'm not like that child, but right. Anyway. <laughs> and I know hip-hop is not necessarily your bag. But right. What what was it about hip-hop that you fell in love with? Okay, so growing
1: up i'm a military rat if the the listeners don't know my mom is from texas and my dad is from florida so i used to live in virginia and i have family from new york so my aunt she's from jamaica queens so Mm, her and my cousin yeah shout out jamaica queens they used to always come and visit us in Virginia, and I used to always look at them and like they were so fly. They had like the bamboo earrings and they dressed real <laughs> fly, had the heels. They was just so fashionable. So I really looked up to them. I was just like, dang, I want to be like them. So from that New York experience, and also I used to visit New York and um when I was a kid, because they're from Queens, I love Nas. I was like his biggest, like the biggest fan of Nas. Like I would rap all his lyrics. I had the biggest crush on him because he was so handsome and also because he's a poet like growing up i was a i was always into poetry i used to write poems from middle school high school to even in college so mm. me i'm more a, so of a person that fell in love with rappers that were poets like nas and tupac and very much in terms of tupac tupac is just like me he's a gemini like he was a gemini really blunt you know as gemini's i blunt Um, We're very creative individuals. We're not on that fake shit at all. And we're multi-talented. Like, you know, Tupac was an actor, poet, rapper. He had ranges from saying like going off on Biggie, like, first off, fuck, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as well as talking about Dear Mama on some deep shit and keep your head up. You know, his mama was a Black Panther so like if Tupac was alive that would probably be like somebody that I probably would be fucking with and also he had pretty privilege he was handsome too so like (laughs) Tupac and Nas were the reasons why I fell in love with hip hop and lastly also Lauryn Hill because Lauryn Hill was also a poet talented multi-talented as well I just loved everything about her as a woman you know Mm. back in the day she was she was talking about some shit talking about you know us putting our clothes on as women and I'm half naked child but you know
0: (laughs) what Uh, about you child when when do you fall in love with hip-hop girl you know what I've always I've always been a lover of music but I first fell in love probably like just when I was as early as I can think about five, being in kindergarten, I was a baby of my older siblings. And so they were five, six years older than me. So, you know, what they're listening to is a, a lot more progressive than what I am would be listening to. And where I'd be wanting to watch cartoons and stuff, we'd be sitting up watching the box, uh, BET, Rap City, uh, just all those types of things. Teen Summit that was back in the day. And I just remember having all the word up posters in my room, yeah. of Mary J. and Jodeci, just everybody at the time. I was in love with Casey at that time, you know. He was a part of that bad he boy. He was a rapper thing. back in the day. I he know wa- he he wasn't a rapper, oh, but, was you know. They that. was they was like R and B thugs. They was oh. all. You know, kind of in that they had that that swag, that bad boy type of swag. But no, he wasn't. But that's who I loved at the time. Mm -hmm. But I just remember, again, growing up on this because my older siblings, one of the first artists where I like that made me really lock into hip hop at a young age. I don't know how the hell I got this album. Well, who the hell let me list? But little Kim, like, I always, like, loved her style, her bars, her delivery. She was just feminine. She was strong and sexy. And we had other examples of that previously. You know, you had your Queen Latifahs and things like that. But this was of my era. And we hadn't seen a woman that was, like, you know, feminine, sexy, owning her sexuality in a way that was, like, okay. And then she ran with, you know, Junior Mafia. So, she ran with the dudes and she was able to hold her own. And I just remember probably taking that album from my cousin's house and listening to Hardcore and Elementary. Mm. And I know, girl, <laughs> child, you was a bad child. I wasn't bad, but I, I mean, I, I definitely like my little brain and my little ears probably perked up because, you know, just after like listening to that whole project. I mean, because that's a that's a classic album from Not Tonight uh to queen bitch like no time like you know what i'm saying so this was at the beginning of her career and so i always respected her and even when she went away to prison in 05 you know she got in trouble for perjury uh stemming from a shootout and so she was trying to you know be loyal Mm. uh, to her family and junior mafia and little c's and she ended up doing that bid for a year okay i was
1: like why she couldn't just say i didn't see shit and that's it I don't uh, remember. I do not remember. I do
0: not recall. Right. She she probably did. And the judge was like, Yeah, you're lying. That's perjury. You're lying. Anywho, I will say before she did that big, what I always remembered about Little Kim too is her third studio album, La Bella Mafia, it received five mics from the source. And so at that time, that was something that no woman had done yeah you know she was going off to prison so you know maybe they may have been giving her a pat on the back or just saying you know but no she actually La Bella mafia like that was a classic right and then little wayne was everything in my eyes i mean everything i just remember being like 13 when he dropped the block was hot in 1999 like, I was in love with him. <laughs> that was before he had all them, those kids. But he was so talented and brilliant in my eyes. And I don't know if people noticed, but Little Wayne, like, when he was just coming out, he didn't really curse in his music. He, he did, did not. He did not. Before he was 18, he did not. And even on his debut, his debut album... Like other people like Turk and Juvenile, you know, we heard them using profanity, but Lil Wayne did not. And so I just always thought that he was so talented because I'm like, wow, you know, the way the fact that he can express himself and he doesn't, you know, have to use that and he's still lit. But on one one song on the album, he did curse and that was fuck the world. But that's where he talked about, like, losing his his father and Mm. like his daughter Regine at that time.
1: Oh, I even know that, child.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a little tidbit. So what was your take and experience like at the celebration of the hip-hop 50th, their block party that was held in BK? Because they're holding a, a couple of them. And, you know, with the 5 by 5 uh, hip-hop or celebration of hip-hop 50th series, they're doing it all in all five boroughs. Right. So, Even this weekend right now and what's taking place, they're doing it in the Bronx uh, for the actual birthday of hip hop, which was August the 11th. And they're also doing it in Harlem this weekend as well. We kicked off the first one in Clinton Hill. How did you like, what was your take of the experience? So
1: my opinion was that, it was, it was beautiful because it was no crime.
0: It was no drama. It was mm-hmm. no folding chairs, child. <laughs> Definitely, it was no folding chairs. We were all standing around.
1: Right. And it was I think
0: ve- the crowd was thick.
1: Right. And I think it was because it was a lot of, honestly, older people. It was like a, a lot of older, fine uh, sugar daddies out there. It was tons.
0: It was, it was like, it was all
1: run DMC age.
0: Well, it, it is. It was hip hop, hip hop's 50th. So for sure. Uh, We're gonna see a couple of fifty year old sugar daddies out there, or some some fine daddies out there, just period, right? And I was missing like because I have been in Houston for a
1: long time, like during COVID, and then after COVID, they really wasn't having like this amount of block parties. I feel like it was been
0: block parties like left and right this summer for sure. It was just
1: a beautiful thing to be back, like how New York culture is in the summertime.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't really get approached by a lot of men at all. Um, uh, I could have sworn as you were coming down to my neighborhood because I live in that area that you were getting approached. They I didn't was... get approached by nobody. Who girl? Young Ma? Young Ma? <laughs> this, this girl that like Young Ma? She did try to approach
1: me. And um, <laughs> she was telling me that like I was young beautiful. Ma. <laughs> yeah, she looked like young ma. She was a sweet, she was sweet young girl. She was young. She came at me better than how these
0: niggas came at me. But like, you know. hey, beautiful, can I get a mama of your time?
1: Ciao, <laughs> <laughs> looking but, like a flower. <laughs> but other than that, the it was. I love how I saw a couple of guys that were dressed up like in the old eighties, nineties, like outfits and stuff. So we'll be posting that on our social media platforms so y'all can uh, see our experiences. And then the vendors was dope. Like, so I worked with a couple of these vendors before, but it was like a whole line of vendors down your block, Drea. Shout out to Brooklyn Gold. Uh, She's based out of the Bronx and
0: she sells wellness products. And you know what? I got one. I got some ginger shots. So shout out to Brooklyn Gold because the guy, he was walking by. We got you some customers, sis. Mm-hmm. We got you a customer because he did buy me some ginger shots. And I want to say, though, you know, that, that for a week supply was right of $25. So shout out to that man.
1: <laughs> shout out to that man. Uh, he he saw you. He saw you looking delicious, Drew G. He was like, hey, hey. And he was yeah. like, hey, shop, shop over <laughs> here. Shop over here, sir. No,
0: me and Tasha just looked at each other like, yeah, like, sir, you gonna have to buy something because can't just come over here looking for free. And he did. So that's what's up. And then um, I also saw Love Busy
1: Body. She's also based out of the Bronx. Mm. And um, she was selling, she sells different types of soaps. She's Caribbean. So shout out to all my Caribbean uh, community. And the stuff that she was selling was pretty dope. Like it was different soaps that are like different colors, it is real vibrant. And I also, I saw a couple clothing lines never settled. And it was like really dope as well. Just to see the different brands mm-hmm. out there.
0: Right. Cause they had food trucks out there. Like it was really like an all day, uh, family friendly type of setup. And so a lot of what you're saying, I like, I felt like, you know, that too all day, um, you know, no violence, just really chill, just really mellow, just people having a good time. And you, you were right spot on, Tasha. Like, you know, COVID, it took place in 2020. You know, it's 2023, like the last couple of summers leading up to this summer. I feel like a lot of the things that we were doing, like block parties and things like that, because everybody's block essentially, you know, in the summertime is having these things. But I feel like with COVID, some Of that type of stuff went by the wayside. And so I am happy to see that uh year 2023 was has been the year to block parties because right a- a- every time we look up, and that's really cool because what these are free community events, and when you have things like this, it decreases crime, it just promotes you know, just brotherhood and just getting out and celebrating. So that's I did like that was the overall energy of the celebration that day for the Clinton Hill block party kickoff. And so for me, again, you know, this is a five by five series block party. I actually saw the setup of this if people looked at my stories, but I saw when the block was quiet, you know, kids just kind of bicycling down the streets because, you know, this is a, a typically a busy thoroughfare. Anywho, so I kind of saw from, again, the skeleton. uh, This was an initiative of Mayor Eric Adams in celebration of hip hop's 50th. Again, they're going to be having these all up until this weekend and still throughout the year. And so one thing that I, I will say that we observed at the block party, it was definitely strictly New York. No Southern artists or records were featured. The block party, it was a huge gathering. I've lived over here for several years. And we've done things like this. I will say that the other notable thing that I that I got to experience was over here when they did the Christopher Wallace uh, street naming. And that was really big. And that was in 2019. That was crazy because I told you before, like we were out there. Then it just started raining. And, you know, I could have took my black ass back in the house. But the energy of it was just so crazy that we were just out and this wasn't a little rain. It was a torrential rain. But anywho, so and then I know that they had Biggie's 50th celebration back in May of this year. And I know that was big, but the energy was just again, just really community just family just multi-generational people coming together because again this is hip hop's 50th year so hip hop has been going strong since the 70s and so they had people that came and hit the stage we didn't I didn't get to see all of these artists perform but they had legends like KRS-One Jungle Brothers Buckshot from Bootcamp, uh Boot Camp Click, they had Master Ace, Dead Press, Drez from Black Sheep, Smith and Wesson. I saw them, they were dope. The Bush Babies, the Fooshnickens, and a Wild Set from the group CG. In between, they had obviously DJs too. So you can't, you know, mention one without the other because DJs have been such an instrumental part of hip hop. Uh, throughout these last 50 years so they had some all-star DJs like DJ uh, Prince Paul uh, Mr. C I know they had DJ Enough there so just was a lot going on so and they
1: they also had a pop smoke mom she also Mm. came out there and spoke to the audience and spoke to the crowd and they gave him a, a shout out on stage and it's going back to your whole like southern like sometimes I be feeling like New York, you know, the South is kind of hot right now. And it was hot like in the 2000s, early 2000s. I feel like New Yorkers still don't really respect Southern artists. but I'll be real. Like, I know we're in New York, but in the South, we play that music in the South. We play Jay-Z all the time. At every party, you always gonna hear at least Jay-Z. You'll hear Jay-Z, you'll hear other, you know, New York songs. But I don't feel like they really... Respect us because I'm like, especially since New York is a melting pot of people from all over the place from right. all over the world. It's like, damn, you can't play a little bit of jeezy, right? A little bit of TI. they you know, I feel like they like TI,
0: but I, I don't know if they really respect us like that. But right. And funny enough, TI, um, I want to say he was either born born here or his dad is from here. But you know, anywho, um, you know, I thought about it like that too at first, and that's kind of even how we got on the topic of this show wanting to kind of just give our overall viewpoint. They feel like, Hey, this is the Mecca place. We don't have to bow down to other people. We're going to show love to our city, our region, because this is where it birthed. So, Hey, and all we're going to do is kind of add our two cents, but these are some of the things that we observed. I really enjoy seeing rapper uh, Maya to Dawn. And I know she's a Brooklynite. you know, a native uh, Brooklyn night. So, her energy was crazy she had she has a song what is it telfy she has dusties so she you know she got a buzz going and her energy was really crazy also i liked i got to see smith and wesson uh i mean that's like a, a straight like new york i didn't grow up listening to them but i've heard of them before and when i saw them on the stage i was like okay energy crazy bars crazy like this felt like Real New York hip hop So I did love getting to experience that And again This is the heart of it And I love that this is my neighborhood and, and in my time here I've got to experience and see these things
1: Yeah and I love Maya That was for my first time seeing her mm-hmm. I haven't really heard a lot of Any of her music to be quite honest Maybe because I'm an older generation But that made me become a fan Because she's so cute She got so much energy I was she, like oh she just. Girl.
0: She just got bubbling. Supposedly, like she, you know, had a she was like a beauty influencer of sorts online. Maybe she did makeup or hair. I don't know. But she stopped doing that and she, you know, transitioned to being an artist. She's really dope. So shout out to her again. Like you said, I noticed what I really took away. They tried to highlight all these, you know, decades, these different periods. It was really a multi-generational type of event. Where uh, someone's dad can come out, you could bring your children, really dope in that way. No violence, no violence, uh, just again, peaceful vibes. Everybody just vibed out. I received, I, I got a lot of love. I ain't I ain't gonna lie. Now, was I I was appreciative of all of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't receptive to all of it. You know, I got hollered out by, you know, a couple of little white chocolates, and then Tasha had the nerve. Uh you can't be making fun of people. You don't know what's going on. I wasn't making fun of that man with the cane, girl. I was not
1: making fun of him. Like he was handsome. He was, but I was like, damn, the confidence on this nigga. (laughs) (laughs) But shit, see you ungrateful, girl, (laughs) because I didn't get hollered at and you get hollered at by 10, 20 niggas you up there not appreciative. No, he He was handsome.
0: it, yeah he uh, he. You could have had surgery we don't know his situation <laughs> i well, when i saw when he followed me on social i was like oh he was in a motorcycle accident See? that's See? what happened the life is going to be right you know in a, in a month could, listen i could tell because his confidence he was like shit he was like little mama don't even look down here like at the cane and what's going on like i'm a young swagged up nigga getting it that's that's the energy i got from him so See, i, I would have gave go. him a chance you know shit You know, that's uh, why none of these niggas want
1: my ass. But that's another story on another episode, y'all.
0: But yes. And then to your point, you know, the vendors, they had the food trucks. They had the Berea tacos out there like they had all sorts of stuff. But I did get my my ginger shots from Brooklyn Gold and I had been using them. So shout out to sis. Is she and, cute too? Yes. I love her. So shout out, you know, again, it's it's August. We got to support our black businesses. So um, really just again, dope overall community vibes, great way to support businesses and just celebrate something that has just been so such an ingrained part of New York City culture. And again, although New York City is the birthplace of hip hop, the South, I mean. <laughs> We have always had something to say. And so that's what's so great about our show that being here, we have a perspective and it's it's an informed perspective because we've been in these streets. But then we also have a perspective from somewhere else where, you know, we've lived and experienced. So now we can kind of bring those things to the forefront. So switching gears, I do want to ask, what are some moments that live rent free in your head when you think about hip hop history? Okay, so this may be a little crazy to y'all, but I'm gonna be real with y'all. Kaya
1: Kaya is a legendary. Kaya? Don't my, you better respect the queen? My neck, my back. She got more hits than that. Okay, you better respect the queen. My pussy and my crap. You better respect her because when I was in Ghana, they was playing Kaya in Ooh, Ghana. I didn't hear international. Yes, no. I didn't hear no other little rapper, female rapper, uh, but they was playing <laughs> Kaya. Okay, but what lives rent free in my head because I feel like Kaya started all these podcasts for rappers. You know, you, now we're seeing all these rappers want to have a damn po- podcast when Kaya was the original. She's the original queen. Y'all better pay mm. respect to her. Shout out to Kaya. We would love to hear.
0: And Okay, shout so, out to Kaya.
1: When Kaya was with T.S. Madison, and I really love they duo. I'm mad that they, they broke up with they podcast. But when Kaya read the hell out of Regine and Toya, That was a moment in hip-hop history. (laughs) Like She went in so bad. I love Toya, but at the end of the day, like, auntie was going in. Mm -hmm. So Regine, this was when she was young at the time. So Regine, like, kind of went on her on social media. So Kaya was talking about Toya and called her Toyota and was like, she getting tired of Regine. And every time they think about Regine, Toya be like, call your daddy. That shit was the funniest shit. In the history of podcast, I don't care. I know Joe Budden has some funny shit. He what well, he did during podcast, but I'm sorry. That moment with Kaya was like the funniest moment in podcast. So, OK, that,
0: that lives rent free in your mind.
1: Not only with podcast, but also a performance that lives rent free is Diddy. So Diddy did the MTV Awards one time and he had like, he was jumping up in the air. He had people jumping up in the air, flying in the air. That was like a moment where I was like, damn, like hip hop is exciting as hell. After that, years later, I, I went to a Diddy concert. To this day, that was my best concert that I ever been to in my life. That's crazy. Diddy, Diddy was older. But that man knows how to perform. He knows how to bring the crowd in. Like Diddy, I felt like he was the bridge, not solely the bridge, but he worked with a lot of Southern artists. Like, he brought a lot of Southern artists to shine. Like he had a lot of uh, singers, but he did work with Jagged Edge. But you know, 112, they're from Atlanta. He had them. He had a lot of people. And I felt like he was kind of like that, a little bit of a bridge of
0: the North and the South. Mm. Got you. So Diddy, Diddy ass is barely an artist, but he does—he definitely does. Girl, he is entertain. an artist, child. He's yeah. an artist
1: child. Mm-hmm. I don't know what type, but I mean, he's an
0: entertainer. He's you like
1: Kurt he, Franklin.
0: You know what? He would be good for. Yep. Uh, he should go on Dancing with the Stars. I mm. bet you that. I bet you he would. I bet you he will win that shit. I'm like, did he did that yet. He will kill that shit, that's, girl. We that's in his him. bag. That's in it. So Diddy, if you listening, and you know you need us on Revolt. He, okay. not, he not listening to us, but hopefully if your well, people listening, you we'll be on we'll revolt, sir. If you're keeping your ear to the streets, you know. Okay. And so, all right, those are some of the moments for you. Well, moments of hip-hop history that live rent-free in my mind. Hmm. Let me go back into my vault. So, I I gotta listen. This is something that lives rent-free in my mind and, and pop culture and just hip-hop history, period. Suge Knight at the, uh, the Source Awards in 1995 when he says... Uh, come to death row, you know, and he's all looking in the camera and looking at Diddy like, you know, if you want, if you don't want to go to a label where the CEOs dancing all in your music videos, come to death row. Pretty much, essentially pulling his card on a national. I don't know if it was televised at that time, and it probably was. Maybe I can't. I can't even remember, but I just remember seeing on the news or just. Probably seeing that in real time as a little kid and being like, "Oh my god, that shit!" I don't know where as were you? a little kid, like, "Oh my god, that shit." Funny. I, I don't it, remember that shit, but I remember it now since I'm older. But I don't remember. It I rem- I it I remember it because, and I remember it because I was like fifth grade. Hawk died in ninety six. Oh, he yeah, and right, and, I, and so I remember that and being like, "Oh my god!" And so that was all in that same kind of period of time. Then something that lives rent free in my mind little kim in a, the cat suit mm-hmm. and getting her, her titty shaken by Diana Ross in the purple cat suit now every year you know people are designing and fashioning costumes that look like it that right. was a, the VMAs red carpet 1999 so the thing about that was
1: you know i felt like Diana was judging little kim when Diana out, was out here with all these different men <laughs> but you I don't, I don't know if you remember cuz to this day i remember her like she just grabbed on the titty but she looked at her like girl what you
0: doing but i'm like girl you can't be judging her we we saw Dream girls you can't be judging little kim right so uh again don't cast stones while living in a glass house Uh, and another moment that lives rent free for me and you said you hadn't heard this but i did when did. when kanye west was standing next to michael myers on that uh live uh telethon when uh, Hurricane Katrina had happened, and he was like George Bush doesn't care about black people, and Michael Myers like just cut his eyes towards Michael my Myers head. from Halloween. Uh, he is the actor that was. Oh, in Oh girl, Austin... you calling a man Michael Myers shocking at? What's his name? <laughs> I don't the, know the man name. The dude, Sorry the, to this man. That's, that's his name. He was in Austin Powers. Ooh. That's what his name is, Austin Powers, the the soaring actor. Okay, well, that's the, his
1: real name, Michael Myers. But yes. never mind. Go ahead. I
0: want to say so, child. I could be wrong, but uh it's Michael Myers. But anyway, um, yes. So that shit was like crazy, and I just remember they cut the camera and went to commercial. But I saw that shit in real time. Uh huh. And then another thing for me that stands out, and this is some like more like new and modern, but, and this was actually came when I was writing for Funk Flex. So a couple of years ago, I used to write for Flex in the evening when he did his show. And so anything for like hot uh, and his site anyway. So I was there when the whole big meal and Drake beef started. And I remember being a blogger at the time and seeing Meek Mill go online on a tangent. And I like as soon as he said Drake, he was like, Don't compare me to Drake. I'm like, who the hell was comparing this nigga to Drake? Anywho, he was like, Drake don't write his music. I was like, Oh my God. So this started off just a firestorm of shit. Because I naturally, I had to report. I had to put the reference track up and do all the bullshit. But yes, that lives rent free. And that's why Meek Mill is still known as Twitter fingers. I wonder why he started all that shit. They said that it had something to do with with Nikki too. Um, You're a grown ass man. Don't be blaming Nikki. And he was probably on drugs, on some pills. And so, yeah. All right, we've kind of talked about some moments that live rent free in our mind. Now, who are some of our favorite rappers of all time? Oh, this is hard, y'all. So, but for me, I'm going to go with Tupac
1: number one because I just like he was my biggest influence. Um, with you know, I was pro black as a kid listening to Tupac, child. Uh, Nas, um, and then Foxy. Foxy was my favorite female rapper growing up. I liked Lil Kim. But I bought Foxy album and I feel like they don't give her respect today. They always trying to brush over her as top female MCs. And I hate that shit because they'll always put MC like they'll put Queen Latifah. They yeah. put all these other female rappers. And I'm like, do y'all not know Foxy Brown had hits? She had more hits than They'd Queen Latifah. They be like Roxanne
0: Shantae. I mean, and all listen, and everybody has a place in history. And, and I think it's
1: because. Uh, Foxy has been quiet. I think that's why they don't give her shine because she's not in the limelight, you know. After her little situation,
0: they said that she is um obese and now that she doesn't want to be publicly seen, she
1: is not fucking obese. I follow her on Instagram, so you see,
0: so you see her post stuff of herself. I I, she post? I think she do. Try. I don't remember. Okay, so don't don't
1: (laughs) hate on her. Anyway, they people literally don't give her her credit because she had hits hits that album she did broken um, silence yeah i I bought that album and you know when every time in new york when you hear
0: well that's that's and and see we were at the block party brown album they tricked us they told us that they 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 acted like some uh female artist was about to come out and perform and they start playing that track and we thought that it was Foxy and it was somebody else. They brought out like De La Soul or something. <laughs> but I don't know, but they they didn't bring out who we wanted. So that's all. Yeah, so Foxy.
1: And then um, and my other female artist that I love and and you, you be beefing against her is Nikki. I'm sorry, but when I was in college, my home girl, my little sister, I call my little sister Tree. She put me on to Nikki, like Nikki's mixtape. And it was like a mixtape she had with Lil Wayne. When I tell you, That was probably like the dopest lyrics that I have heard in a long ass time. Like Nikki is super talented. And I feel like, yeah, people may not like her personality, but who gives a fuck? It's all these, these men that have crazy personalities Mm -hmm. and they still like them. People still like them. But when a female is this talented, as Nicki Minaj, let's keep it real. These little young artists out now, I mean, they may have talent, but they cannot even come close to Nikki. That's, I feel like God gave her that gift. And it's just, she's just, it's everything to me. And I, get, I, I'm not a bar, but it I Sounds I like her. It. it. I'm not a bar, like but it. I support her. Like, I think no, she's super. I give credit she to is. her, too.
0: She is. She's very, very extremely talented. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, she wouldn't be where she is.
1: And then lastly, I got think, girl, because, you know, I've I mentioned all these Northern. A uh, rapper's child. I'm like, I gotta give a shout out to the south. Um, I guess I, it's hard because I love northern rappers. I mean, it's so it's gonna be in between Lil Wayne and Fabulous. So I'm only saying both of them because in college I was like Lil Wayne's fan. Like Lil Wayne was everything in college for me, and but Fabulous as well. Like I love Fabulous. Like after college, and then when I moved to New York.
0: I don't like, fuck with him no more.
1: I mean, both of them are like, L- L- Little Wayne kind of turned me off on his colorism issues. And then Fabulous turned me off on him beating woman. So it's just like, mm, but they are two talented black men. So right. what about you?
0: Well, for me, I'll go with uh, five that have been influential to me or that I really, really like. Um, Little Wayne, he's top tier. I probably stopped listening to him as much when he diverted to the mixtape, the mixtapes. But I, like I said, I was a, a zealot of him for, for a long time. And I just always, even to this day, just a genius. We've seen the evolution. He went from a, a hot boy to a whole rock star. Mm. I mean, the evolution of him is just crazy. So Little Wayne... <clears throat> I used to fuck with Fabulous, but I don't fuck with him no more. Um, so I have taken him off the list. I really, I love Jadakiss. Uh, I think he is extremely talented. I feel like, I mean, a lot of people know that he's talented. I don't feel like he gets enough love and enough, enough respect, but just consistently throughout his career, he's just always been so talented and his execution of things is crazy. Great performer, just lyrics, all of that type of stuff. Nas, obviously one of the greats. Nas, Tupac, somebody that's classic, that's that stood for a lot of his music. um, Just, you know, just multifaceted, just a, a poet, a soldier. And, you know, because she was so influential for me when I was coming up. That's classic. Little Kim. You know, that's kind of timeless. And even though we, we've we gotten even more women to come through the door, you know, she just always holds a special place in my heart. So those are the five that I really fuck with.
1: You know, it's kind of uh, jacked up that we didn't
0: mention the two Brooklyn people that everybody love, Jay-Z and Biggie. We and, ain't shit. <laughs> and you know what? And I listen to Biggie, but like, there are some hardcore, so I can't be like, I, I can rap this bar for bar. I listen to this avidly, even though I listen to Jay. I've listened to the the classics uh, that he has, and I fuck with Jay. But if we had to put in an iPod and of artists that we would want to listen to, and these are the five artists you know you got to look at it like well who you want to listen to and some people do want to listen to all biggie and jay-z discographies but that's Girl, not i it. can't i I know for real. i can't even listen to like
1: i don't think i ever pulled up on spotify jay-z unless it was big pimping i ain't i ain't never
0: pulled up in my life a jay-z, Jay-Z song unless it was the song with uh beyonce that's my he, shit he got a lot of hits though i like my shit is uh party life and that was on the American Gangster soundtrack. And that shit is just so lit to me. That's just the vibe. But Jay-Z got a lot of cuts. I mean, Child, I don't a, listen to him he, just he's, at all. Right. It's crazy. But he's an icon and and, and I got to be in the mood for it. So that's it about, you know, that. I can listen to Biggie more, way more than I can listen to Jay-Z, to be quite mm. honest. But yeah. Interesting. OK, so, you know, we talked a lot about artists that we like, you know, we talked about the block party. What are some contributions? Because we said what we didn't notice at the block party was any type of Southern influence of any kind. So what are some contributions that we feel the South is giving to hip hop.
1: Okay. So for me, a lot of times I feel like New Yorkers don't really,
0: do they skate out here? Do they go skating? You know what? They, I think they had skating rinks back in the day more, but I don't know how common it was. They probably had them in Queens. I think they had one in Brooklyn back in the day, but see skating rinks are like, we have more of them and we probably have greater access to them. Maybe, I don't know but skating rinks was a part of my life.
1: Okay, so I guess for me, I feel like when it comes to the south, we play a lot of music in skating rinks like growing up like I remember I was in Texas um in middle school too. And every time I I'll listen to like the hottest songs like in the skating ring, and I our music was totally different from the rest of the South. So I felt like the South brought diversity, mm. uh, because we don't have just one style of music. Mm-hmm. In Texas, <laughs> like we play like the South Side, the South Side, like in the skating oh, ring, we play a lot of uh, screwed up music. But they don't play that shit like in other Southern cities. They play that shit in um, I know in Florida, because my homeboy, he from Jacksonville. So he said he grew up on a lot of Houston and just Texas type of music. Mm. But it's, it sounds totally different from Atlanta music. So that's one thing I feel like, you know, the South, brought Just tons of d- diversity. Like from, you know, like I said, Georgia. Georgia is like more so the hyped up music and the party music. I felt like we bought that type of music. Miami is dance music. We brought that Texas chill music. Um, and then we go towards even with uh old boy J Cole like from uh North Carolina, he brought that deep shit. So people used to always clown us Southerners and be like, "Oh y'all are not smart and shit like that." But now nah, we got smart rappers, man. In the South.
0: Too many of them. You just said uh J Cole, Plies, uh Big Crit, Outcast, Little Wayne. So you know, what people's opinions are, a lot of times these are just antiquated stereotypes that just keep getting perpetuated. That's it. right? For me, so starting even in 95, when Outkast actually won the new best rap group at the Source Awards, it proved to all coasts that the South, we've always had something to say. We had something to say then, and we still got something to say now. And I feel like that's uh, evident and prevalent in the trends that we hear in music. Um, so I grew up, like you said, I feel like the South, we do have a lot more diversity. And we were listening to, they were playing Dipset or they were playing Cameron. you know, Hey Ma. We were here, that type of stuff. We were hear big records in the South of these, these big artists that were East Coast. But the thing about it is, in Texas especially, we got a lot of local artists, and like you, like you said to your point, we got different styles of music. Like right. Texas, we got screwed. You know, we got chopped up, screwed. Drake, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you, but Drake stole his whole style from. I feel like Houston rappers because. We were the people. Texas was the place that was known for, like, singing, rapping. Like, like, I grew up listening to, like, because my my siblings, like, Charlie Boy, Pimp Tight. like, no, like, real Texas or Southern rappers out of Texas, they sing and they rap. So nobody was doing that type of style. So I'm not going to hold you. That's why Drake loves Houston, because that's kind of y'all's bag. Right. You know, we do have a lot of diversity when it comes to that. Um, So, again, I grew up listening to Ghetto Boys, Little Kiki, Scarface. Scarface, you know, when we talk about Southern hip-hop icons, Scarface is one of them. And so they could never say that, oh, Southern rappers aren't smart. Nigga, we've been giving y'all the game for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we brought trap, we brought that genre of music to the forefront out from the South. And so, you know, I just remember even being in the sixth grade when No Limit movement was at its peak. And that was such an exciting time for, like, hip-hop music. And um, I just remember being this just in school, and I just, nigga, I'm the kind of let motherfucking tank. Like, the energy, make them say, uh, um, No Limit was so lit. They had Mystical, they had Mia X, they had all these different, People, Mercedes, nobody remembers Mercedes, but y'all remember that song. You ain't got to say too much. Oh, that was her? Oh. I can tell you. Right. So they had so much. And again, I feel like being in the South, we got exposed to a variety of different musics. In the South, we have a flashy style, whether we're talking about candy paint, whether it's, we're talking about diamonds, wood grain, grills, dirty Sprite, you know, most of some of these things that are trendy now, it, it kind of originated from us, you know, That's and because that, they don't be driving
1: child Harley in the North. Girl. Nigga. In the North. Uh, well, is, we, that, we, is that we, why we it's drive, traffic jams? But I don't see no pimped out cars up here. They drive like they get the car off the lot. They'll get a BMW no. or set, whatever car the lot. They ain't pimping that shit uh, it's out so like funny tasha the when, really be pimping
0: this shit when out. i've come to your house of lately i've definitely seen like a, a orange old school i don't know if it was cutlass but it's like
1: orange that nigga it... probably from the south child he probably got that shit in the south and he probably that's now they but we've been doing that shit since be, the beginning of time they doing that shit now off of looking at what southerners have been doing let's hmm. keep it real was they i need to ask my auntie was they pimping out cars back in her days child because we've been pimping our cars for a long ass
0: time. Right. All I'm saying is, you know, the South started a lot of these trends, especially that we see in hip hop right now that are, you know, being perpetuated. So, you know, we got to give the South its due. You know, even just from some of those things, even just from an artist standpoint, Three Six Mafia, MJG, 8 Ball. These were all lit parts of my, my childhood. Cash Money Millionaire's Dynasty. Uh, Trick, Trina. Uh, Ross, Ply. Yep, so all that Florida movement. And then we're not even talking about Atlanta just yet because Atlanta has a whole black wave of music and they've always had it. I mean, uh, Atlanta has been a stronghold for hip hop, R&B and just, you know, everything entertainment wise from Goody Mob to T.I. to Jeezy to Luda to Little Baby to Migos, I mean, even Migos has had, in their, their time uh, as a trio, they had such a, a impact. I mean, bad and bougie. <laughs> I, did, didn't they win a Grammy? We have been having a lot of contribution. J. Cole, I mean, you know, we talk about another uh, Carolina type of rapper. J. Cole has, has such a stronghold. Uh, From the J. Coles to the Big Crits. We forgot Uncle Luke, girl. Uncle Luke, like literally the freak Nick. (laughs) All right. I mean, uh, again. Uncle Luke is a legend. Uncle Luke, uh, Cash Money Millionaires, Master P, No Limit. I mean, our contributions to the South, uh, you know, from a music and a hip hop standpoint, uh, cultural standpoint, have been limitless. You know, we just kind of talked and hit upon a few. Yeah. You know, and so with that being said, kind of seeing the South's contributions, who are artists in the South that we feel are icons? I I let me kick it off. All righty. Definitely Wayne. Uh definitely, like you said, had a stronghold in the early two thousands and even, you know, the late nineties, uh, like the nine nine, <laughs> nine eight, nine nine, really. But yeah. Um, Wayne, such a a big cultural influence.
1: Facts. Wayne is definitely like everywhere. Like even outside
0: of America, Wayne had an impact. So he's definitely a legend. Right. Definitely rock star status. Then we definitely had people like a Jeezy, and and the Gucci's. For my Georgia like side, yeah, Jeezy
1: is definitely a legend. Like, G- I went to a hip hop concert earlier this year with my cousin. And New Yorkers really fuck with Jeezy. So that means that he had a big, you know, they really don't fuck with a lot of, you know, Southerners like that. But for them to really like Jeezy, that says a lot. So Jeezy definitely has had an impact. Definitely Gucci, period. Even though they had a little beef, you know, Gucci done shot Jeezy friend and shit. Gucci is a legend.
0: He's a Southern legend. Guap.
1: And, you know, of course, T.I. is.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And then obviously, you know, when we think about Louisiana again, so many so much talent (laughs) comes from Louisiana. You know, the boot like, you know, Boosie is definitely, you know, Boosie Fade. He's he definitely has won himself into hip hop history and just, you know, being a legend out the south um and i again when we talk about even you know boozy music you listen to it to this day
1: to this day and it's like the new generation what's a generational what's a z x y i don't know the next generation they even fuck with they listen to a boozy boozy so you know that like he's legendary for a southern artist um and then also when we get back to florida we talked we brushed on it before i said uncle luke is definitely legendary um rick ross of course uh is legendary trick daddy and trina will forever be legendary and even uh kaya people don't really give her her props but sh- her music is legendary like even like i don't know if you saw earlier this week miami was throwing a little shade but girl you remix kaya's song like even though like you may not like her personality kaya's a legend like people still play her music to this day i remember zendaya i think i saw a video back in the day when Zendaya was like uh singing uh, a kaya song but yeah she's definitely legendary
0: yep and you know what okay so correction i talked about big crit earlier big crit is from mississippi but uh, again big crit is one of those talented artists from the south with something to say um and he's he's not widely known but got definitely got to shout him out but not necessarily to, to say he's an icon per se, but I just wanted to correct that. But shout out know, to David Banner, too. He's from Mississippi. Yes, too. Right, right. I feel like the real ones come from there. And I feel like Memphis got a lot of real ones. And people, mm-hmm. I don't, people not sleeping on Memphis no more because we see the explosion that's going on from people like Yo Gotti to Money Bag Yo to, to Glorilla. And all of the talent in LE. But to be honest, Memphis has always been a hub for talent because 36 Mafia, I mean, them 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 cats have always been talented. And mm-hmm. even to this day, Juicy J still has relevancy. Like he produces, he does a lot of production for people. I he's worked with uh he works with Meg the Stallion. Um, I've seen them do a couple of things together, but I mean, uh 36 Mafia like legendary, like I'm talking about talent and I have always thought that about Memphis. Um, And so I just think that now we're seeing all of that kind of bubble up to the surface. UGK, you know, when we talk about Texas and we talk about Southern legends, you cannot mention the South and, you know, music without talking about UGK. Yeah. Pepsi and and Bun U B. Yeah. Um, Shout
1: out to my poor Arthur. uh B. Bun B. Um, but, you know, in college, all I would play, honestly, is uh, Pimp C had his album. knock. I was uh, playing Knocking Doors Down all the time. Uh, I will always play them So shout out to them Like just pure legendary
0: Yes, poor let Arthur see
1: Let me see Man. it That song, that's my right. shit no, Nova, That's what let I'm me saying
0: I just remember being like childhood And junior high just being lit You had stuff like that You had 3-6 Mafia You had UGK and 8 You know, I mean 8 Ball, MJG I just like we grew up in a lit time For music Um, And then Scarface Again, another Texas legend, you know, when you talk about the South, like he put Texas on a map in a lot of ways too. like, you know, people was not fucking with Southerners like that until they really heard our stories. And they knew like, nah, these niggas is real. They dealing with all sorts of stuff, too. And they're out here trying to get it just like us. So people could really relate to that. And then again, like, let's not forget, like, again, trap that whole genre. And now all these spinoffs from it, from Drill, all this, that that originated out the South, you know, them doughboys. So, yes. So those are the icons we're in agreement with. Do you feel like the South is currently reigning hip hop, in your opinion? Yes or no? Yes, you do. Why? Why do you feel like that?
1: I still feel like because a lot of the maybe I'm lying child because there has been a, a whole bunch of new New Yorker artists with this whole drill rap shit that's been coming. But I still feel like the South still like it's still they still all sound the same to be quite honest. So, yeah, that's
0: just my personal opinion. I feel like now with the digital age, a lot of this stuff sounds homogenous, um, you know, the same. I feel like we don't have a lot of regional barriers anymore because we can hear with each other. We can hear, you know, what we're doing in real time. I do feel like I feel like it's split. I feel like the East Coast, they got a lot of talent. They they will always. But I do feel like, you know, the South for for some period of time, you know, when it, when it, when we're talking about top reigning artists, a lot of them have been about the south you know little baby has had we've seen him evolve and and i mean it's so many real artists that come out of the south and that are you know on these charts i mean if the baby hadn't opened his mouth and just put himself in a whole bunch of hot water like he can continue to be leveling up because he's Mm. super talented
1: right he fucked up because his attitude it's probably his short syndrome him being short
0: and being short-sighted uh, but, but for sure, I definitely feel like, you know, we're definitely not, you know, at the back when it comes to like, who's leading the way. I definitely feel like the South is, you know, responsible for a lot of these trends. I do not to say that there aren't a lot of, uh, different talents coming from different places like BIA. You know, you got you got you got talent coming out of New York, like Maya the Dawn and Scar and uh, Scar Lip. So you you have a lot of talent. We got talent coming out of Chicago, um, you know, just everywhere. But I again, I do feel like the South has had a stronghold for some time, but I feel like it's talent everywhere. Right. So I do want to mention this. So with that being said, we got talent everywhere. Okay. But according to an ex- excerpt from an interview that Meek Mill gave at the 114th uh, NAACP National Convention, he shares, before I wasn't on stages like this, Meek Mill said in a part, and said in part, I was on rap stages rapping about violence and guns. We get paid to rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorant stuff. So I make sure I even the line and come and talk on stages like this. So I want to ask, how has hip-hop evolved throughout the ages? Do we think that it has been for better or for the worse? Um, For me, I'm going
1: to be real because I, I, I'm i getting older. So when I was younger, I felt like it was more diversity in terms of mu- musicians. So musicians, we had the conscious community. And then we also had the community that was the hood, gangster rappers. Then we had the rappers that was just talking about sex. And, you know, whole shit, you know, some trick daddy trina shit. We had diversity among all ranges. Now I feel like all of them, mostly the ones that are mainstream, they talk about the same shit. They, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's no originality. Yeah. Like, I feel like before we had artists remixing old school R&B songs, right? you like Diddy and these other artists, but nowadays, these people are remixing they, rapper yeah. songs. It's they, like, dang, y'all don't even have no original. Y'all can't think about an old school R&B song. Y'all want to remix a rapper song. And also like back in the day, rappers kind of got away with calling women bitches and hoes and shit. I remember our Oprah interview. Oprah was um, asking, I think it was Jay-Z at the time or 50 Cent. It was somebody. And um, she was asking them about, you know, saying bitches and hoes and stuff like that. And then they kind of got away with it. Nowadays, I feel that rappers, they say bitches and hoes and they actually mean it. They actually mean everybody is all women are bitches and hoes. Back in the day, they were like, oh, well, we're only talking about certain type of females that were were bitches and hoes. But now it's just like they're so disrespectful. Like,
0: I think that that it never was. And it's definitely got to a point now to where, yeah, everybody is everybody's getting it
1: kids mimic this and it's just like people i hate when people say that oh well we're rappers shouldn't be role models i'm sorry not everybody were brought up in a two-parent household not everybody has their daddy or not everybody even has they have their mom like y'all are role models period i'm sorry and a lot of these people they live a lot of y'all lifestyles And they come from y'all different environments. So if you're talking about selling drugs and you're talking about shooting and killing people, these little hood little kids listen to y'all fucking music and they go out there and commit crimes. And I'm not trying to sound like a Republican, but we need to start holding a lot of these rappers accountable for the things that they say to me it's a difference from talking about you know what you're experiencing like you know Jeezy even though I don't really credit everything Jeezy was talking about but Jeezy actually was a dope boy he and Jay-Z they were actually dope boys selling drugs and shit like that but these artists I feel like some of these artists are faking it some of these artists are mm-hmm. perpetuating violence right and I and, think and they're not really hood niggas They're doing it because they know that's going to sell records. And then some of them are actually hood and they perpetuated violence, but they're still committing violence when they're actually famous. It's crazy to me. Like you see all these rappers, Young Thug, Regine X, uh, boyfriend committing crimes after they're famous. You're already making millions of dollars and you still want to have this hood lifestyle, which I feel like that has made hip hop worse. But like back in the day, they was trying to get up out that environment. Like they wasn't trying to do all that dumb shit. So I remember when 21 Savage, he was talking about something that went on in Atlanta when it was a lot of people that was getting shot up and killed and uh, whatever. And he was talking about, oh, that's, I'm anti-gun violence and in the violence. And then somebody called him out on Twitter. But yet, nigga, you on in your rap songs talking about killing and shooting people
0: and, and shit I think, like that. I think, again, so let it breathe so that we can have a kind of conversation on some of these points, uh, because, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think that it is a mirror um, to what is taking place as far as crime goes. Now, we've always experienced, you know, gun violence in the hip hop community, going back as far as Biggie and Tupac. Um, So these things are not like they've never happened. I'm not saying that that. This is a good thing, because that's the whole point of this whole topic that we're saying that, okay, Meek, somebody that was, you know, in the streets, uh, you know, went through the system. And he's telling us that, you know, I'm trying to balance the line now, but we're actually incentivized, you know, by the label heads to promote this type of stuff.
1: I'm sorry. I I I feel like they glorify crimes more now in in rap music. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, we had Tupac and Biggie, you know, um they died, but nowadays it's it's a rappers dying like five rappers dying a year.
0: Like we had Young Dolph like recently, he passed away and we and- had Nipsey who his birthday is, you know, like next week. You know, he wasn't even talking about that type of stuff but he was just a bystander of it
1: like I don't know if it's just our society and how our society is everything is so like people don't even care about death they just ready to shoot people and kill people but I just feel like rap music has kind of it's just lost its authenticity
0: authenticity Authenticity. sorry And, and, and and you're right and I feel like you know We have come to a period in time to where, especially with social media, you mentioned about clout and stuff like that. Yes, girl. Monkey see, monkey do.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of these rappers, I'm gonna be real, I feel like they do everything for fucking clout. Like they, they start these fake beefs with each other. Back in the day, it was real shit. I mean, some of the shit's real, but back in the day, like it was real shit. Nowadays they they argue with on social media just to sell records.
0: And when Drake and Meek Mill uh had a falling out, nah, the only person it hurt was Meek Mill. I mean it it hurt Drake too because then it did have people side eyeing him. But you know you're right, it's fake,
1: right? Fake. They get in these fake fucking relationships. I'm be real. I think half of the, a lot of these rappers, I feel like they're not. They may be bisexual, and there's nothing wrong with that. Or they may. I feel like a lot of their relationships are fake. I don't know. It was like a New York rapper. Remember, um, he was with Nicki. He had an album with Nicki. Oh, uh, well, a song with Nicki. And his baby mama came and she said that he didn't really like women. Like, I don't know. I can't, you know. Are uh, you talking me. about uh,
0: coming up, boss? Uh, oh, a uh, five Yeah,
1: and then she was saying all this stuff, and then she went quiet. Sometimes I feel like a lot of these rappers they're in fake relationships just to sell records. This whole Diddy and fucking uh Carisha, I feel like back in the day, I feel like they were in authentic relationships. I feel like Diddy and J Lo was real, but him and Carisha, I feel like this shit is all fake. Like, I don't I feel like she just getting money, getting exposure, business by association. its popularity it's by
0: association. I don't I think they have a friendship and I think that's as far as it goes. But I was going to add a point to that. Okay, violence or promoting or talking about these crimes. Well, the the flip side of that is now now you got more, you know, uh federal agents and police listening in and monitoring people's social media. And now we got, you know, from Bobby Schmurder to Casanova like uh, to Young Thug, they're trying to crack down on people, Young Dirt. Like if you're talking about crime in your your music, we're gonna come after you. And so that you know, that's that's one thing. And I don't know if that's a good thing to t- kind of help the scales to be like, hey, we gotta we gotta kind of we gotta peel back or we gotta kind of pull back on some of our messaging because we see, you know. The way social is set up, I just feel like we have we're in a world right now where there is a lot of opportunity, but there are also a lot of people that may feel cut off from opportunity and they may be feeling in a certain type of desperation to where they get out here and they'll commit these things. And they see rappers, you know, posting all you know their riches and their resources. And it's people out here hungry and starving. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it just, it just it breeds a cycle of contempt. To be honest,
1: yeah. I I just thought that rap music and would evolve because of you know like back in the day how you know these people it was a were political to, statement. It was political statement, and people also was trying to get up out these these areas that they were living in, and I thought that nowadays that these rappers will be you know, helping out their communities. Like it would be a, I, I understand they give give away turkeys and shit. They give away back to school clothes and all that shit. But I'm like, nah, like, why can't they preach like what you're doing for a living? Like about financial literacy. Like, why can't they do that and and help black owned businesses? They, these rappers this day and age are still rocking these white designers and they're not even promoting the black designers at the same amount of energy that they give to these white designers it hasn't evolved to me right and like because like, I'm a little conservative right now since I've been older but I don't see I just no. expect more from you know our black and, man out here and our and black you're, woman
0: you're absolutely right when you do have a platform you should feel indebted to give back you know that that will be the the true fairy tale of it all If these artists, because, you know, we got we got enough people that, you know, get rich and they'll go out, they'll move out the hood or, you know, they get rich and they can't stay out the hood. And sometimes that becomes the death of them. But I feel like if we and if artists are taking a more and again, because there's a flip side to that, because Nipsey was all about community empowerment. And you see what happened. But, you know, nothing happens that isn't in the will of God and God's timing. Um, But even with that being said, that shouldn't that shouldn't stop us from from wanting to be change agents in our communities. And you're right. Um, You know, has hip hop evolved uh, in a positive way or is it devolving? Um, You know, is it devolving in a way to where it's not serving us? in the way that it it served us before. So definitely some things to think about. And so that brings us to our grits pick of the week. I just want to give a quick shout out. I saw this on Instagram. Kiara
1: Henderson from Dallas, Texas. So uh, she hires ex-cons for her trucking business. Right now she owns several different trucks. She's a millionaire. And I just applaud that. I think that's like really dope. I think she used to be an ex-con herself. That's who she targets to, you know, help them once they get out of prison and jail and help them get on their feet and provide jobs. And, you know, truck drivers make a lot of money.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a very lucrative business. It can be if you do it right.
1: So shout out to her.
0: Yes. You know, my my fellow Dallasite, shout out to her. All right. This is going to bring me to my gym that I typically will drop. You know, this is right in line with Alabama our our fellow Bama cousins. Don't nuck if you don't want to get bucked. That is the gem of the week. Don't start nothing and then there won't be nothing. Don't fuck around and then have to find out. So just again, you know, all these always go back to staying in your lane. But yeah, don't don't start nothing. So don't nuck if you don't want to get bucked. All right. So on that note, we're out. Tune in next week to hear the convo. Oh, and want to ask the Grits a question or get advice? Inbox us at gritsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com and stream us on all major platforms. All right, peace. Peace. So, make sure you go check us out. All streaming platforms, Apple a podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean. YouTube. Uh, com. You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. All right, y'all, stay
1: tuned. <music>